children, and welcome back to the Friday special by the sweetness of Yiddishkeit, where children from all around the world can enjoy our fascinating stories and even share their own ideas and have lots of fun together. I'm so happy to be back, and I'm sure you know less. So hold on tight and wait for the interesting messages we got this week. Are you among them? No time to lose. Let's hop in for another adventure with Rebbe Mendel. The Friday Special with Rebbe Mendel. We've all heard Uncle Yitzhi's fascinating description, how light betrayed Avram. He separated ways with him and was dragged after the cruel people of Sodom. Now, children, I'd like to tell you how Hashem rewards the people who are truly loyal to him, like Avram Avinu. The first time we hear about Avram is when Hashem tells him to leave his country and family in Haran and travel to a special land, Eretz Canaan, that would turn to be Eretz Israel. Avram Avinu couldn't enjoy Eretz Israel for too long because of the terrible hunger that was there. He had to travel far away to Mitzrayim in order to feed himself and his family. Avram came to Mitzrayim a poor man with hardly a shirt on his back. But Hashem was very kind to him and it wasn't long before he walked away back to Eretz Israel escorted with thousands of livestock. He was suddenly tremendously rich, with tons of silver and gold, sheep and cattle, servants and maids, donkeys and camels. Now that's big. It's huge. But why is it mentioned in the Torah? Obviously to tell us how much Hashem loved him. But wait a second. I remember a much more impressive story. Just a while before, Hashem rescued Avram from the death penalty from Nimrod's burning furnace. Isn't that nace a much better proof of Hashem's love to Avram? So why does the Torah tell us only how Hashem gave him lots of money and food, while the story that happened in Urkasdim is completely ignored, and we learn it only from the Medrash? In order to explain this, I'd like to tell you a story. Many centuries back, a great king ruled in England, Edward I. He was a very busy man and never had time to take care of his subjects on his own. For that reason, he put his top minister, Mr. Rockefeller, in charge of taking care of them and report to him once in a while how his job was going. One day, when Mr. Rock was updating King Edward about his progress how he cured the sick people and helped the poor ones. The king got upset and said to him, You are not merciful at all. You care only for the helpless people. Let me see if you can help the rich peasants as well, to be even more successful and wealthy. That would prove your true mercy toward our dear subjects. Of course, from then on, Mr. Rock made sure to improve his leadership. Now that's the secret, children. When Hashem took care of Avram's normal life and gave him food and money, 
That proved Hashem's kindness more than saving him from being killed. Because it's no chiddush. Everybody has pity for a person who is about to die. But when Hashem has mercy for him, even when he's well and healthy, that shows all the more how much Hashem loves him. Let me ask you, Kinderlach, what do you prefer? To go through a dangerous accident, chas shalom, and then be saved with a tremendous miracle? Or just go on with your beautiful life without getting into troubles in the first place? Which kind of life would you appreciate better? A life of troubles and miracles? Or just the miracle of a healthy, successful life? I'd definitely take the second choice. Even the Gemara says this. The day when Hashem pours rain on the world is a greater day, a bigger ness, than the day when Hashem will revive the dead people at Chiasamesim. Yeah, the rain shows us more than anything else how much Hashem truly loves us and wants to be kind to us even when we are successful and even when we are not very appreciative. Now children, I'd like to tell you a story that happened a few years ago to somebody I know very well. It was the day after Simchas Taira and Avi's father called a worker to take down his sukkah. Avi, who was four years old at the time, was a little bit wild that day. He played around the worker and tried to copy him climbing on the ladder and on the fence. When the worker was not paying attention, Avi took the opportunity to climb on a chair and from there onto the stone wall, leaning outside to see what was going on out there. That's when the worker noticed him. He did not want to scare Avi off, so he shouldn't lose his balance and fall, Chasr So he hurried quietly behind him to take him down. But only a moment before he was close enough to grab his shirt, Avi leaned on a weak beam and lost his balance. He fell down two and a half floors. That's about 20 feet on hard ground. The worker ran downstairs. There, he saw Avi laying on cold ground, motionless and unconscious. He was bleeding terribly from his head and wasn't breathing at all. The worker called an ambulance immediately. Then, he summoned Avi's father. And moments later, they sped off to the hospital. At the hospital, the doctor told Avi's father, he has a big crack in his skull. Nobody can know just yet how bad his injury is. It might be brain damage in the good case or life-threatening in the bad one, Chasr Shalom. All his family and friends started davening non-stop that Hashem should save Avi's young life. And the prayers were accepted. Avi went through a head surgery to stop his bleeding and was then taken for x-rays. On the way to one of the tests, he suddenly woke up and started crying. That was the sweetest cry his parents had ever heard. Only one week later, he was all better and was ready to go back home with no brain damage and on his own two feet, Baruch Hashem. Can you imagine how happy his family and friends must have felt to have him back as before? It's really something. But I want to tell you, children, 
When you go across the street and nothing happens to you, no car sends you flying 50 feet in the air, that is not a smaller miracle, but much greater. It proves all the more how much Hashem is kind to you and protects you that no harm should come your way in the first place. Why then does Hashem bring those impressing miracles of people who go through a terrible sickness and then are saved at the last moment? Why doesn't He just keep proving His love with good things? That, children, is because Hashem sees that people forget about Him when they get used to the kindnesses that they have all the time. They forget to be impressed and thank Him for the yummy food, the neat clothing, the healthy and functioning two legs, and so on. That's why Hashem has to bring bad things, so that we should remember to appreciate the good times. I'll tell you the truth, children. I also had a hard time appreciating the small things. I could never understand what's so special about breathing. It's so easy. You open your mouth, then you breathe in, and you breathe out. It's that simple. What could go wrong already? But then Hashem brought something to the world that proved to all of us how it's not simple at all. My grandfather was just drinking his daily hot coffee when he suddenly felt like the kitchen was spinning around him. My grandmother immediately called Atsala. They came in no more than two minutes and hooked him on oxygen. It was Mr. Corona again that went viral in his body and made it hard for him to breathe. The oxygen wasn't sufficient enough, so my grandfather was rushed to the hospital where they put him on a respirator. He lay that way on the hospital bed almost for an entire month unconscious and fighting for his life. Finally, the corona was too tough and he passed away. Now you tell me, children, is breathing that simple? It is the most crucial thing for life. Without breathing, you can't even live for five minutes. I sure learned the lesson to appreciate Hashem's simple and daily gifts. Will you appreciate it better too? Tomorrow morning, when you open your eyes and you realize you can see the beautiful world around you, will you get excited over it? Will you be truly grateful to Hashem for good old water? Well then, don't forget to invite me to your daily Suda Saidaya. Thank you for holding on, and now let's hear our listeners, sweet Kai. Please leave your message after the beep. Hello, Rabbi Mendel. My name is Yassi. I am eight years old, and I live in Brooklyn, New York. My sweet guy is when my mother told me to stop fighting with my younger sister. I took it an extra step further, and I tried to be extra nice to her. Thank you for your show. Bye. End of messages. Now, dear children, do you think there is something you never appreciated in your life that now you're grateful for? If you do, make sure to share it with us. Please record yourself and tell us what your sweet cat is. And don't forget to mention your name, your age, and where you come from. Then ask an adult to email it to thesweetcat at gmail.com. T-H-E-S-W-E-E-T-K-E-I-T at gmail.com.
or WhatsApp to 00972-58323-9909. And we'll make sure to play it on our next podcast. Can't wait already for next week. See ya! podcast is brought to you by the sweetness of Yiddishkeit. For comments, sponsorships, and more, please contact us at thesweetkeit at gmail.com.